Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, welcome to a quick shot of romance. I am Becky and joining me for this episode is podcast contributor Heather. Hi, Heather. Hi, Becky. Um, Heather's voice is a little scratchy. She's still recovering from Love in Vegas, um, which was your very first book signing. And we're going to do an episode in um, Marchish, I think, to talk yep. about book signings and all the things you know that we need to know before we go to our first book signings. Sounds good. It's and I'm prepping for my next one, which is in April. So it's good timing. Exciting. So exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, so on this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, we are reviewing Unhitched by Jillian Neal. This is book four in the Camden Ranch series. This series can absolutely be read as standalones. Um, Fun fact, Jillian Neal was our second guest author for Drunk Book Club. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when I was prepping for the wedding episode, I had read the rest of the series from when we did Drunk Book Club and it was a runaway bride. And so I circled back. Well, then I found another runaway bride and I had to obviously dive into that. Right. And it was Um, this one. I, um, Jillian Neal, like I loved that. We read Oklahoma Sky by Mm -hmm. her for that book club and it was so good. And I've been Mm -hmm. meaning to get back to her books. So I was excited when you recommended this one because there's some cool things in this book. I really like her one as a author. Like I love how she interacts with her um, readers, but I really love her writing and it feels like you're, she does a really great job of describing the setting. So you feel like you're there. Well, and this one is pretty amazing. Like there's some really cool things in this one. So I agree. Totally. Um, read us the synopsis from Goodreads. Okay. Caitlin Somerville's life is all buttoned up marry the guy her father wants her to pretend to be a lawyer and keep her parents happy after the loss of her brother finding out her fiance was cheating a cheating liar just before walking down the aisle and becoming a runaway bride wasn't part of the plan driving her getaway car right into the hitch on rough and rugged cattleman grant camden's truck wasn't either until she lays eyes on this sinfully sexy cowboy who becomes her knight in dirty boots. Grant Camden knows what he likes and he knows how to get it. A city girl whose daddy is the chief of police isn't exactly his shot of whiskey, but the curvy little spitfire definitely gets under his skin. What should any cowboy worth his salt do when a runaway bride runs right into his arms? Steal her away to Camden Ranch where he can unlock her secrets, unbutton that gown, and loosen her bounds and undo her thoroughly. When the nights turn hotter than a prairie brush fire, Grant has to wonder if he can make this city girl all his own. So the release date on this is April 23rd of 2017. Mm -hmm. It's a runaway bride, weather-trapped tornado, cowboy. Um, Our heroine is hard of hearing. Yeah. Um, and then if this is a family series, kind of a wrong side of the tracks vibe. She comes from a very privileged family. Um, society matters to them. And Grant dropped out of high school. And even though his family is a very successful, uh, cattle ranching family in Western Nebraska, it doesn't quite meet up to her family's 
standards. Standards. And, and the meet cute was epic. And, so adorable. And this is absolutely insta love. Like, oh, yeah, for sure. The moment, and it's a real bodied heroine too. And it's real bodied heroine done exceptionally well. Like, mm-hmm. it's so they call, she calls her curvy, but they talk about her thick thighs and um, her soft stomach and her ass and you know her boobs her big boobs and stuff but there were never any description in it and i was like oh that's so freaking cringy no i would agree and it was like mentioned but not like it wasn't like um like a courtesy i don't know it wasn't well there was no fat phobia in it there was Mm -hmm. her mother doesn't harp on her weight there was you know she didn't no one says anything which is nice. It, the hearing was more of an issue with the family than, um, which is with her than her I body. I found that very cringy. I mean, for people who don't know, I'm a special ed teacher, and so working with people with disabilities is my passion. And um, I'm mother, a huge advocate. The mother and the father <laughs> and the ex boyfriend, fiance, were terrible oh. human beings. Terrible. Um. I have more to say about that whole family. <laughs> okay. Um, so we said this, the series name is the Camden ranch. The type of series is a standalone put out percentage is 48% content trigger warning. There is mention of death of a sibling in combat. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk a little bit about uh, Grant and mm-hmm. Caitlin, Kate, Katie, um, which I just, I loved them both. Like, I loved I them too. both. I just feel like they brought out, like, the best in each other. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. they complemented each other very, very well. Um, Grant has a super-duper supportive family, which has really molded him to be who he is. Like, He was a little bit of an Eeyore, though. A little. He's a little bit of like, and I don't want to say he's a grump because he's not really grouchy. He just, you know, is a little bit of a black rain cloud. Yeah, and he likes to do things his way and uh and doesn't like to ask for help. No, he need, he that's... feels like he's constantly needing to prove himself that he's worthy of being a Camden and worthy of being on the ranch and being a part of things and he, you know, the family, the way the ranch operates is this whole concept that each of them have their own acreage, but they, and they have, make their own profits, but then they put a percentage of their profits all together into the family trust. And then if one of them has a bad year, they can take and borrow from the family trust. Well, Grant refuses. Yeah. To ever take totally. or borrow. He, yeah. He's an interesting, um, Almost like a, yeah, I mean, he's very hard-headed, I guess is probably a word that I would use, but he also um, is like gentle and it is very clear to him that his family is the most important thing in the world to him. And it's like unapologetic. Yeah, I mean. Family is important. And he puts everyone before him and he feels like he needs to carry this weight for the family and be this solid guy. And he doesn't rely on the family that's around him. And there were so many moments like you could see it when he interacts and talks with his grandpa, when he interacts Mm -hmm. and talks with his dad 
they all just kind of want to shake him. And in the midst of meeting Caitlin, there is a tornado that happens. Mm -hmm. And he and Caitlin get to his grandfather's house together and they end up in the storm um, shelter. And once they come out and they end up back at the ranch, he lost some things in that tornado. Like his entire corn crop is gone and um, cattle lost out, you know. Yeah. And he feels this urgency to fix it like right then. And, you know, if he loses the corn, he's lost money. And what will he do? And everybody gives him answers and grace. And it's like, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. He, it, it matters to him. It's, it's a big deal to him. Yeah. And see, you brought up grandpa. So, um, the grandpa is awesome and I am a total sucker for like elderly grandma, grandpa side characters, but this grandpa is phenomenal. He's so great. <laughs> He's a hoot. Um, mm -hmm. because honestly, like Caitlin, comes from this family, this privileged family that's all around and is a bit of a um, celebrity, political celebrity in, uh, are they in Omaha? I think so. Are they in Omaha? But Grant doesn't know who she is. <laughs> but no. Grandpa does. It doesn't come out. And he didn't like say anything. <laughs> he didn't say anything. He doesn't say, hey, that's the so chief funny. of police's daughter. You should probably not dick around with this. He's just like, you guys should go and be together. And yeah, take her like hours away from the city while our parents have like an APB. So that's the deal. So Caitlin is, her dad is the police chief. And it's like a very like, almost like a small town, big town. And dad is like very into the politics and mom is this big wig lawyer. And um, they're kind of like a big deal and they have a lot of money. They live on this golf course and dad wants her to marry this lawyer. And she's, and she want they want Caitlin to be a lawyer. And that's like the last thing she wants to do. Yeah. Not and a fan. she has an older sister and the fiance is just, he's just a douchebag. Like he's a dickhead. There is nothing good or redeeming about him. He accidentally texts Caitlin and the girl he was cheating on her with like minutes before the ceremony is set to start. And that's what leads her to run. The, the whole vibe of this book is, is that she isn't necessarily running away from her problems, but running towards who she's supposed to be because her passions yeah. and who she is do not align to her family. And I think as we get through this book and we get towards the end and you slowly start to see these glimmers of her breaking out of her shell and fracturing kind of the gilded cage they've kept her in, you really get to see who she is and where her passion is. And there's this really sweet moment between her and Mrs. Camden, Grant's mom, mm -hmm. where she talks about, you know, the thing, you know, what she wants to be and where she sees herself. And she doesn't feel that she can make those starts until she closes the past. And I just really, I really loved that. I really liked, and this, I think that's something Jillian Neal does exceptionally well is these little moments. Um, because like 
she's hard of hearing. She doesn't want to tell anybody that she's hard of hearing because she doesn't like to, anybody to make a big deal about it. And Grant figures it out without her having to tell him. Yeah, and he just accommodates her. And, like, her family is, like, embarrassed by her um, deaf and hard of hearing, her hard of hearing, um, like, how it impacts her life. And they want her to hide it. Yeah. And his family, the Camdens, like, figure it out all really easily. And they just accommodate without, like, saying a word. Right. And, you know, there are scenarios because people don't think about it. Like, so hard of hearing going to bars, going to crowded, loud restaurants. And, you know, this is Nebraska in a small town. There's a honky tonk and she knows it's going to be loud with jukeboxes and all this stuff. And she kind of shies away from going. But Grant makes it so that she's sitting between him and a wall in a booth and her good ear is right next to him so that he can turn and whisper and make sure that she hears everything. And when he's talking, his lower octave of his voice, she can hear it really well. And he goes out of his way to make sure that she's engaged in conversation and hearing. But he's not like, he does it in such a way that it's caring. He's not trying to overtake or interpret for her. He just gives this really caring vibe yeah um he cares but he also empowers like there's this really great balance that he has like he i feel like he knows her worth and he is teaching her like not teaching her but showing her so he's encouraging her to be the person she wants to be and then to stand up and then he's standing behind her like I'm here behind you to help you in whatever way, but I know you can do this kind of thing. Yeah. I really, I love the family dynamics in this book. This book is just, it was such a phenomenal read. Mm -hmm. Tons of sexy goodness, tons of heat. Even though this is like a little bit of a slower burn for Jillian Neal. Um, But like this had all the sexy heat it um but the story the care of this family the dynamics you meet the siblings the pages don't feel crowded um it's just really exceptionally well done and i mean caitlin is leaving behind all of her chaos but walking into this family that loves her who she is and it's just there's so much acceptance i think that's what really gets me in this book yeah, and when we talk about all the sexy goodness, um, Grant is a little kinky. And uh, so, kinky. You know. And, like, the chaos of this book is that, like, her father, the chief of police, has put an APB out for her. And oh, yeah. um, also a vehicle notice on Grant's truck. And his, he gets arrested. One of the cops comes and gets him because they are accusing him of kidnapping her. It's like, it's, there's so much bonkersness, but when she goes to meet her parents, she has to try to wear long sleeves because she's got, um, strap burns on her wrist. Yeah. So we haven't really talked much, but Caitlin's family sucks. And that's like actually putting it in the kindest way I can possibly put. Um, her family is terrible. 
even the sister, like at the beginning of the book, you think, okay, the sister's going to be on her team. The sister's going to be great. And then she isn't. And they say like she does. They have a nickname for her. They call her Kit Kat because her twin brother's name was Heath. And he died and his death was really this catalyst for some some of the family's behaviors. I think they've always been kind of shitty human beings. But it was kind of the catalyst for some of the behaviors. And she came back, you know, to her hometown in order to kind of fix and heal and help her parents cope with the loss of her brother. But she never measured up. And her brother's name was Heath. They called her Kit Kat because they were twins. She didn't like the name. Like it wasn't her thing. And nobody even asked her. Yeah. And she would try to say, please don't call me that. And then throughout the book, they're still calling her that. And the big Mm -hmm. scene, and I don't want to spoil this for anyone because I really, really feel like everybody should go out and read this book. And it is in Kindle Unlimited. But the big scene at the end, like, I was so proud of her because she spoke her truth. And she was just like, "You people don't listen to me. You people don't really care about what I am and who I am. And she kind of, even her mother, you know, who had potential to be a good person. I know. And, you know, I really wanted to like her brother's best friend, who's also a cop. Like, for a while, I thought, oh, he might be okay. And then I don't like him. Yeah. Like, at all. No, we need to set fire to him. Like, not a good person. And I I just think what it is, is that nobody dealt with the grief around her brother's death. And they put it all on Caitlin. And to be fair, Caitlin needed to grieve her brother's loss, which that wasn't super addressed in the book, but that needs to happen because everyone was around her grieving in in very unhealthy ways. And it yeah. puts so much pressure and stress on her, but which I think in turn wasn't good for her health, which caused exacerbated the hard of hearingness. Well, I feel so. like Grant kind of does that because- as much as he is a frustrating character in his own right, and he doesn't want to rely on his family, he is a caregiver and he does create this safe space, even though like the stretch of the book between the two of them is four days. (laughs) It's four days from start to finish. And it's a whirlwind people. It is. It is so, but it's so good. And in those four days, he kind of starts to show her, you know, like you can be you. And that's like what I said when we like see her kind of fracture out of this shell. And she realizes that because one of the things she talks about is that she just wants to be a mother and cook meals for her spouse. And that like, that's what she's always wanted, but it was never quite good enough. It, It wasn't an okay dream to have. And I think Grant and his mom and his dad and grandpa kind of show her that you can do whatever you want. Your dream is your dream. Um, well, and I think her dream is she wanted to be a mother that she didn't have. Yeah. And she wanted to provide her children the home that she always wanted, but never had. And I think that everyone around her was like, I love that dream for you. And I think Grant especially loved that because- yeah. You know, that makes him happy. He's a caregiver. And then, you know. Well, I'm not going to ruin the epilogue for anybody, but I will say that this epilogue 
is totally up Carolina and Lindsay's epilogue dreams. Like this is their dream epilogues. It is the epilogue still is like, yeah. Oh my gosh. I loved it. And it was just enough into the future. And they gave us just, it was so perfect. So perfect. Um, And I do think that if you like Melanie Harlow, if you like Kelly Elliott, if you even like Elise Silver, but you want like a little bit more spice and a much more bigger developed family, you absolutely should give Jillian Neal's Camden Ranch series a try. If because. You, yeah. If you've read Kim Lorraine's like Riker Ranch, another this would be a really good one for you. Um, I think Lauren Landish has some cowboy family. Mm-hmm. Um, I think along the lines, I think Lauren Landish is, has more humor in there. But if you enjoy that, I think that Jillian Neal would be a good fit yeah. for you. If you're a family, if you want like a thick family series, mm-hmm. absolutely should check this out. And I like that it wasn't Texas or Montana, yeah. or Wyoming. It was Nebraska. And there's a ton of ranchers and farmers in Nebraska, so it was really great that we were taken to a to a place that we don't often get romances um, about. Yeah. And when he takes, like, he takes her out to the creek to, um, and it dances under the moon, you, like, feel the wide open spaces and the love of this area. And so I like that this author highlighted a space that we don't always get romance books from. Yeah, because I, I think um, the setting was gorgeous. I mean, yeah. I can just picture. And, you know, I think it just shows uh, readers that, like, any place can be beautiful. Like Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. Nebraska was their, is their home, and they love it. And you don't have to just have cowboys in Texas or cowboys in Montana, that cowboys can right. be lots of spaces. Um, Heather, thank you so much for joining me for this quick shot of romance. Oh my gosh. Anytime. Love to talk about books. I know. Um, if you have a title you think we should read, give us an email to the bees at bookcaseandcoffee.com. You can also find exclusive contents of Should I Read It and Buzzing After Darks on our web or in our Patreon at patreon.com slash bookcase and coffee. Uh, happy reading, everyone. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.